it's the Mainly Plants podcast. My name is Ryan Furman, and I'm a certified plant-based nutritionist and personal trainer. The website is mainlyplants.com, social media at mainlyplants. Uh, you want to get a hold of me, get a hold of me through the website uh, or through social media direct message, or you can email me, ryan at mainlyplants.com. You guys have been doing awesome with your questions. Uh, keep them coming. I love uh, helping people out where I can. Uh, for your Amazon shopping needs, go to mainlyplants.com slash Amazon, or you can scroll to the bottom of the homepage of the website, and there's a little click-through link there. Um, if you hear a little hum in the background, it's because the air conditioning is on. It's hot as balls outside. Usually, I do the podcast with the um, with the air conditioning off to avoid that hum, but it is just too hot. So, let's get right down into it. Um, this week, we're talking about inflammation. Now, inflammation is something that you can get a blood test for. So, if you've spoken to me privately, you know. If you haven't, then I will fill you in. When you come to me for help, uh, specifically, you know, whether you're trying to uh, get off medication or, or drop weight, um, I always strongly, strongly suggest uh, borderline mandate that you get your blood work done if you haven't done it recently. And recently means within the last year. Uh, part of that needs to be body inflammation. So you have to request that. A lot of doctors don't necessarily do that just uh, if you ask for a physical uh, blood test. They sometimes put that in there, sometimes they don't. So be sure to ask for body inflammation. Now inflammation has been shown to play a role in a number of diseases, including, but not limited to, asthma, premature aging, mental health issues, periodontal disease, obesity, skin aging, diabetes, multiple sclerosis, cancer, arthritis, IBS, which is irritable bowel syndrome, uh, and uh, other inflammatory bowel diseases such as Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis. Not fun stuff. Now, brain inflammation from era, era, I'm going to butcher this again, arachidonic, I believe it's arachidonic, A-R-A-C-H-I-D-O-N-I-C, arachidonic acid, which is a certain acid found in animal products, may attribute to why those people who eat plant-based diets have less stress, anxiety, uh, and depression, and are generally in better mental moods. Now, oxidized LDL cholesterol, which is the bad cholesterol, uh, may trigger the uh, inflammatory response in artery walls, which can eventually lead to a heart attack. Now, those artery walls um, are the endothelial wall, endothelial lining of your arteries. Um, you've heard me talk about them before. When you eat a plant-based diet, those walls get damaged, and they can lead to a whole host of diseases and disorders, um, including a heart attack um, because it's associated with uh, uh, cardiovascular disease. Now, that doesn't that doesn't mean that if you've been eating a plant or a uh, if you've been eating a lot of animal products, then you can't heal that. A whole food plant-based diet has been shown to heal those endothelial walls. So there, it is reversible. Um, so if you have heart disease, it is reversible. Now, coronary artery disease and erectile dysfunction, listen up if you're a man, erectile dysfunction are two manifestations of inflamed and clogged arteries. It has been shown that men who eat 
a whole food plant-based diet have far less cases of reported uh, erectile dysfunction. So if you eat animal products, you are highly, much more highly likely to develop erectile dysfunction later in life. Conversely, if you have erectile dysfunction and you go on a plant-based diet, a whole food plant-based diet, you can cure your erectile dysfunction. Instead of popping one of those pills, those things would scare the shit out of me if I had that problem, right? Because, you know, you, you pop Viagra or Cialis or whatever, and then there's that warning that says if you've had an erection for longer than four hours, are you kidding me? If I would have had an erection longer than an hour, I'd freak out. Then you have to go to the hospital and they have to, what is it, they have to inject something directly into your penis to make it go down. So maybe get off the pills, cure your erectile dysfunction by going whole food plant-based. It's probably worth it. I know as a man, I can speak for us, we value our manhood. Um, let's treat it well. So let's get back on track here. Now, animal products, including eggs, dairy, meat, and animal proteins such as whey, casein, uh, egg protein, um, those in general have shown to increase inflammation. A single meal of meat, eggs, or dairy may cause a spike of inflammation within hours that can stiffen your arteries. Now, several factors may account for this, such as um, the iron, endotoxins, it's a specific type of iron, uh, endotoxins, saturated fat, and high bacterial load, um, TMAO, tapeworms, advanced glycogen and uh, products, or AGEs, um, NUGC, which I've mentioned before, um, which is a foreign meat molecule that can increase the risk of heart disease and cancer. There are non-animal products that can also cause inflammation, so it's not just limited to uh, animal products. For example, excessive exposure to plastics with BPA may be linked with liver inflammation. Uh, acrylamide, which can be formed from deep frying carbohydrate-rich foods, large doses of vitamin supplements, titanium dioxide, and carrageenan have all been shown to cause inflammation. So remember, when we say whole food plant-based diet, we're not just talking about the broad term of vegan, right? Because vegan includes breads and a lot of highly processed foods. Uh, we're talking about whole food plant-based, so plants in their whole forms. Now, there's a reason that my, the, the shaker bottles that, that I offered my clients, um, the, uh, what is it called? The infuser bottles, um, the, 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 my gym bottle, my Nalgene bottle, any, anything that I put my liquids into is either glass, uh, ceramic, or, you know, metal, or, but if it's plastic, I make sure that it's BPA free. Because BPA not only causes inflammation, but has been shown to be linked to cancer. That's why you gotta stay away from, it's better to stay away from, you know, just regular plastic water bottles, you know, Dasani bottles or Calistoga bottles, whatever it is, um, if they're plastic, because usually they're not BPA free. Um, in the same regard, a lot of canned foods, are the cans themselves are lined with BPA. So if you're buying canned foods, um, either switch to the box, the paper boxed foods, uh, you know, beans are coming in paper boxes now, um, but if you're getting cans, make sure it says BPA free on the on the uh, the label of the can. But especially for plastic, if the plastic gets hot, 
that that's primarily when the BPA leaches out of the plastic into the liquid that you're drinking for you to ingest. So, um, you know, stay away from that kind of bullshit. It, I mean, it's so easy. Just go out and buy, you know, a $15, $20 water bottle. It's much healthier for you. It's easier to use, easier to keep track of, and then you're not contributing to the millions of tons of plastic that we don't know what to do with, and it's just floating in our oceans, okay? Now, there's a doctor, Dr. Dean Ornish, and he's written that healthy living and eating habits, which include eating a primarily whole food plant-based diet, can downregulate genes that promote inflammation. Whole food plant-based diets tend to be anti-inflammatory. Now, this explains higher blood protein levels in people who are vegan and whole food plant-based. Now, this is most likely due to the fiber, dietary magnesium, and phytates present in many plant foods. So like I said before, eating a whole food plant-based diet reduces inflammation and can heal your endothelial lining of your arteries that have been damaged due to um, the things that I just mentioned, the BPAs and, and carbohydrate-rich foods and primarily uh, animal-based foods. Now, Though it's important to eat a, or a variety of whole food plant-based foods, fruits and vegetables with the highest antioxidant levels, surprise, surprise, seem to reduce inflammation the most. Other specific plant foods identified as being anti-inflammatory include, you might want to get a pen for this, apples, black pepper, broccoli, broccoli sprouts, uh, cinnamon, specifically Ceylon cinnamon, cilantro, which I detest, uh, citrus fruits, ginger, cloves, rosemary, chamomile, dragon's blood, which is one of the top five um, anti, um, uh, what is it called? Um, what's the word I'm looking for? I totally just blanked out. Uh, antioxidant foods, dragon's blood, which is one of the top five antioxidant foods. Dried apples, dried plums, berries, criminy oyster and maitake mushrooms, as well as white button mushrooms, nutritional yeast, flaxseed or flaxseed oil, green leafy vegetables, and turmeric, which can help reduce the risk of Alzheimer's disease also, uh, can treat, as well as being anti-inflammatory because of this, help treat um, knee osteoarthritis, rheumatoid arthritis, and, and reduce post-surgical pain. Uh, tomato juice, legumes, purple potatoes, uh, mixed nuts, uh, specifically English walnuts, which can be so effective that the equivalent of eating a single walnut half per day may cut the risk of dying from inflammatory disease in about half, which is crazy if you think about it, a little half a walnut, right? Half a walnut a day can cut your risk of dying from inflammation in half. So go out and get some walnuts. Um, Eating a plant-based diet has been shown that it can be as anti-inflammatory as taking aspirin, but you're not having any side effects. Uh, sweet Bing cherries and watermelon are specifically the best at being as good as NA NSAIDs, which are non-steroidal non -steroidal, anti-inflammatory drugs, okay? So Bing cherries, watermelon. Fish oil, a lot of people take fish oil for their joints. Pay, pay attention, fish oil, krill oil, any um, 
marine life oil has been shown to in fact not reduce inflammation and that's most likely due to the, the waterways being so polluted with industrial pollutants so you're actually ingesting more pollutants than you would have you're doing more damage to your body than than if you didn't take the fish oil in the first place now from it's recommended that from 28 weeks until birth pregnant women should avoid large amounts of anti-inflammatory foods because they can harm the baby in the same way anti-inflammatory drugs like aspirin can so if you're pregnant especially think about uh, adopting a whole food plant-based diet now i touched on the the blood tests earlier um, but i do want to say in addition you know don't expect your doctor to go over the blood tests with you or really look at them that closely on the blood test they have a range next to each test of numbers and if you fall within that number they're not going to look at it okay they're not going to think twice about it but let's say the range for your inflammation is between 25 and 50 okay so if you fall between 25 and 50 you're technically okay but what if you're at 48 or 49 or 50 they're not going to doctors aren't going to say anything because you're within range which the acceptable quote unquote the acceptable range but why should you be so high in that range shouldn't you be low so it's important to have somebody look at that uh, if you don't if you don't know what you're doing if you don't know how to read a blood test or what each test means um, and your doctor's not really doing it and if you're going to a traditional doctor don't expect them to um, contact somebody who knows what they're doing uh, if you choose me that's fine I've done it you know dozens and dozens of times uh, if you don't choose me choose somebody else but choose somebody who knows what they're doing okay to look that over uh, and that goes for any test that you're getting whether it be cholesterol or hormones or whatever you want to make sure that you're not just within range but in an acceptable area so I'll give you an example okay when I got a blood test um, gosh it was probably I want to say four or five years ago now I got my testosterone checked and it was I think it was three years ago actually because it was right around when I turned 30 and my the, the my the range I think was around God, I want to say like f between 500 and 1500 I could be way off but that's what I remember and I was at like five was I say five five hundred and fifteen hundred I think it was at like 525 okay now technically I'm within range so my doctor refused to do anything about it refused to give me any kind of supplements or pro testosterone pills or, or injections or anything like that and so I did the research and come to find out that they they when they first adopted that range, the acceptable range, they took a survey and they looked at men, hand, uh, I can't remember exactly how many, but men between the ages of 18 and 80 who were healthy, who had no signs of, of uh, decreased testosterone symptoms, meaning that they weren't tired, they had no problems burning fat, nothing like their sex drive was still high. Um, and they took their blood tests and they put those levels uh, on a scale, right? They put those levels on a range and that's where we got that acceptable range. So I could have the same testosterone levels as a quote unquote healthy 80 year old individual, but I'm 30, so how does that even out? How does that work out? Shouldn't I have the same testosterone levels as, a, as your average 30 year old? 
So, I hope that made sense. So, what I'm what I'm trying to get at is, don't expect the doctors to look at it any closer than anybody else who doesn't know anything about nutrition, okay? Because if you're within range, they're not going to do anything about it because your insurance won't do anything about it. It's up to you, okay? So double check that. Make sure you get blood tests at least once a year. It's super, super vital. It's super, super important, okay? Uh, let's talk about this week's plant of the week, okay? And we're talking about flax, specifically flax seeds and why they're so good for you. Now, I talked about earlier, they're good at reducing inflammation. Here's 10 benefits of flax. Number one, they are high in fiber, but low in carbs, okay? They contain high levels of, oh man, mucilage gum content. Now, it's a gel-forming fiber that's water-soluble and has incredible benefits in the, test, in the te intestinal tract, okay? In the intestinal tract. You can keep the food in your stomach from emptying too quickly into the small intestine, which helps increase nutrient absorption. It's also extremely high in both soluble and insoluble fiber, which can support colon detoxification, fat loss, and reduce sugar cravings. And you should get about 30 to 40 grams of high, uh, high fiber foods daily. Now, it's, remember, gut health is super important because 80% of your immune system is located in your gut. Number two. It's great for your skin and hair. Now, if you want healthier skin, hair, and nails, then add at least two tablespoons of flax seeds to either your, your smoothie uh, or your your um, salads or whatever you can per day. The fats in flax seeds benefit the skin and hair by providing essential fats as well as B vitamins, which can help reduce dryness and flakiness. It also improves symptoms of acne, rosacea, and eczema. Um, you can also apply flax oil to, you know, around your eyes, and it helps reduce dry eye syndrome, okay? Um, flax oil, again, is another great option since it's, it's got a very high concentration of those fats. So you can even, you can even use it uh, externally as well as internally. You can add a little flax oil to your shampoo or conditioner and wash your hair with it. Number three, it's good for weight loss. Now there was a study published in the Journal of Nutrition that found that flax seeds and walnuts may improve obesity and support weight loss. Now by improves in obesity, we mean lose weight, right? Now since flax is full of healthy fats and fiber, it will help you feel satisfied longer and re reduce your craving to eat more, right? Because you'll feel full. Like I said before, those same fats uh, reduce inflammation. Now, it's a, that's important for weight loss because an inflamed body will tend to it will tend to hold onto excess weight. You can add a couple of teaspoons again to uh, of ground flaxseed to your soup, salad, smoothies, um, however you can to help aid in your weight loss. It's also great for lowering your cholesterol. Now, the Journal of Nutrition and Metabolism found that adding flax seeds into your diet can reduce natural cholesterol levels. The soluble fiber content of flax seeds trap fat and cholesterol in the digestive system so that it's unable to be absorbed. Now, soluble fiber also traps bile, which is made from cholesterol in the gallbladder. Now, the bile is then excreted through the digestive system, forcing the body to make more, using up excess cholesterol in the blood and thus lowering cholesterol levels overall.
Flax seeds are also gluten-free. So it's a great way to naturally replace gluten-containing grains, which are inflammatory, like we talked about before, those, those carbohydrate-rich foods, um, with flax, which is anti-inflammatory. So flax seeds are great for those who have celiac disease, like we talked about before, or have a gluten sensitivity. You can see how all this ties together, right? Um, we talked about inflammation uh, uh, might be a cause of celiac disease. And you see how flax seeds alone are great for people who have celiac disease because it lowers inflammatory uh, diseases and it's anti-inflammatory. It's also a good alternative to people um, who like taking, like I talked about, those marine oils, fish oil, krill oil, uh, because it's high in omega-3 fats. You can buy flax milk at the store and use that. You can get flax oil pills and take those instead of krill or, or fish oil. Now, another great aspect of flax being gluten-free is that it can be used as a, uh, as a grain-free option uh, in cooking. So a lot of the times I'll use it along with coconut flour when I'm baking. Flax seeds are high in antioxidants. Among its other incredible nutrition facts, it's hard to say facts and flax in the same sentence. Among its other incredible nutrition facts, flax seeds are also packed with antioxidants, like I talked about before. Lignans are unique fiber-related uh, polyphenols that provide us with antioxidant benefits for anti-aging, hormone balance, and cellular health. Polyphenols support the growth of probiotics in the gut, gut health again, and may also help eliminate yeast and candida in the body. Now, those lignans are also known for their antiviral and antibacterial properties. Therefore, consuming flax regularly, pay attention, may help reduce the number and severity of colds and flus. So if you're somebody who gets sick a lot, add flax, more flax to your diet. It's also great for your digestive health. Now, maybe the, the biggest uh, flaxseed benefit might be that it, it's its ability to promote digestive health. The ALA, that those fats we, I mentioned before, in flax, can help protect the lining of the digestive tract and maintain your GI health, right? Your gastrointestinal health. It has been shown to be beneficial for people suffering from Crohn's disease, mentioned that before, uh, in terms of inflammation, uh, and other digestive ailments. Surprise, surprise again. Now, because flax is very high in soluble and insoluble fiber, um, which, again, improves digestive health. It's also one of the highest magnesium-based foods in the world. Two tablespoons of flax seeds contains about five grams of fiber, uh, which is about a quarter of the recommended daily allowance. The fiber found in flax seeds provides foods for friendly bacteria in your colon that can help cleanse waste from your system. Flax seeds for cancer is another reason to consume flax. Another benefit is that it's been proven to fight breast, prostate, ovarian, and colon cancer. Now, there's a study published in the Journal of Clinical Cancer Research that discovered that consuming flax seeds may decrease the risk of breast cancer. The three lignans found in flax seeds can be converted by intestinal bacteria into, oh man, enterolactone and enterodiol, which naturally balance your hormones and may be the reason flax seeds reduce the risk of breast cancer. Now, I've talked about this a bunch of times, about how uh, animal foods screw up your hormones. They can cause premature puberty, uh, and they can cause breast cancer, 
ovarian cancer, testicular cancer, prostate cancer. So you see another another uh, reason and evidence why whole food plants prevent those types of cancers. Okay. Now, in order for flax to be effective in, in this, you need to have healthy intestinal bacteria. If you're consuming a lot of animal products, you're not you don't have healthy intestinal bacteria. Go back and listen to the podcast on gut health. But eating whole food plants will change your your intestinal bacteria to the, that healthy uh, that healthy good bacteria. You know, drink probiotics and drink uh, kombucha and and eat cabbage and all that kind of stuff. It'll change your gut flora, and improve your immune system, and help you reduce the risk of these types of cancers. Now, another study published in the, nutrition, the Journal of Nutrition found that those same lignans in flax seeds uh, may also reduce the risk of endometrial and ovarian cancer. Flax is also high in omega-3 fatty acids. Now, we hear a lot about the health benefits, again, of fish oil, uh, krill oil, and other types of omega-3 fats. Now, fish oil contains EPA and DHA, which are two omega-3 fats that are critical for optimal health. Now, although flax seeds do not contain those two, uh, those two omega-3 fats, they do contain ALA, which is another type of omega-3 fat. So you're getting the omega-3 fats that you need, just a different type. Now, a study published in Nutrition Reviews has shown that approximately 20% of ALA can be converted into EPA, but only about 0.5% of ALA is converted into DHA. Also, surprisingly, gender can play a big role in the conversion, where young women had a two and a half fold greater rate than men of that kind of conversion. Now, regardless of conversion, ALA is still considered a healthy and necessary fat and should be included in your diet. Now, last, and not, last but not least, okay, we talked about the importance of, uh, of men being healthy with erectile dysfunction. Let's talk about women. And I guess it, uh, you know, men, we can benefit from this. Menopausal symptoms. The lignans found in flax have been shown to have benefits for menopausal women. It can be used as an alternative to hormone replacement therapy because those lignans do have estrogenic properties. Now, these properties may also help the risk of osteoporosis. It can even help menstruating women by helping maintain cycle regularity. That's not to say that if you're a man and eat flax seeds, you're going to get a ton of estrogenal properties, okay? Not like, doesn't work like that. Now, to experience those benefits for your hormones, you need to have one, two tablespoons of flax meal per day, okay? Um, along with one tablespoon of flaxseed flax oil per day. So, one to two tablespoons of flax meal or, or um, flaxseed or flaxseed powder, uh, flour, along with one tablespoon of flaxseed oil. I hope that uh, hope that cleared any up cleared up any questions about why inflammation is so vital and so important to get a, a grasp on. Most people just pay attention to cholesterol or their testosterone. Um, I I don't think I've ever had a client or somebody who's asked me a question who has really paid attention to their inflammation. And it's just as important, if not more, than everything else. But you never hear doctors talk about it. So get your blood tests done. It's not scary. If you have high inflammation, 
it's it's super easy to turn around. It's easy to reverse, but you need to know if you have it first, right? Um, so get it done. In the meantime, switch to a whole food plant-based diet. You'll be fine, I promise you. Again, all these diseases of affluence, cancer, uh, inflammation, coronary artery disease, heart disease, obesity, uh, type 2 diabetes, these are all reversible. Not just treatable, they are treatable, but reversible. You can get rid of them forever. And by get rid of them, I mean like they, they never were there in the first place, okay? A lot of people don't understand that concept. You can get rid of this stuff without the drugs. And again, I just had this conversation with somebody the other day. You know, you take a drug for one thing, you need another drug to treat the side effects of that first drug, and then so on and so forth. Before you know it, you're taking 15 uh, pharmaceuticals and destroying your body more than if you could just change your diet. Again, you know, it's not, it's not easy to change your diet. You've been eating a certain way for a long time, but it's worth it. And, you know, it takes about six weeks to three months to break old habits and form new ones, meaning to break the old way of your eating and to get used to eating a new way. It's not necessarily easy, but you'll be healthier for it. And then three months from now, you'll be craving kale and quinoa and tempeh and, and the healthy stuff, the stuff, which is the stuff that's good for you. And it's, it's such an easy transition, guys, really. I mean, think about what it's doing to your health and think about what it can do for your health. Any questions, comments, concerns, please, please, please reach out, ryan at mainlyplants.com. And until next time, as always, go eat a salad. <laughs>